cliffcentral.com Who's that cat? Why do you? Why do you? Don I am. You know, you do the Don same thing. Don I am. Don I am. Got that, got that, Who's that cat? You do this amazing thing where our listeners, all seven of them, think that you know these songs. I do. You don't know this. Song. Sing the song. Who's this by? Malum Cool Cat. And what is Malum Cool Cat known for? Sexual offense. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and there it was All of that I learned from Andrew Five minutes before the show <laughs> Very nice, Rorisai Very nice Thank you For what? For speaking that language Which language? The language of our president Yes Because this whole studio has got a whole bunch of Tswanas and Sutus and uh, you know And then one one Pitori One Pitori which is me Mm, mm. And I don't understand any of that you know Yes so, so I need to go back to basics. No, it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. And I am. I am. You see, Klom. Klom makes sense to me. That's what I'm talking about right now. How you doing, man? Strong. How are you doing, brother? Good. Yeah. Can't complain. Can't complain. You didn't do your Sanbonani Nonke. Ah, Sanbonani Nonke. Bingalele Showa. Koa me. Hello and welcome to the show. It's uh, Bob Mabena and uh, Rory. Who do you want to be? I want to be Rory. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> um, welcome to the show And uh, thank you so much for listening What are we talking about today? Where are we? So uh, as you know our show always focuses on issues that we're hearing around dinner tables uh, Whispered in corridors, uh, mm-hmm. spoken in offices And this past week I had a very interesting conversation with uh, uh, two white um, colleagues, uh-huh. uh, and and it was quite interesting because in a moment of we're supposed to be discussing, uh, you know, work and so on, uh, and uh, in a moment of just uh, I guess pure honesty, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the the sense came through that a lot of white people. Uh, Feel that they might not have a future in mm. South Africa, and it wasn't the first time I'd heard this, but it was it was it was another opportunity to sit down uh, and and explore this issue. Why do white South Africans feel they don't have a future here, um, and what's the plan? Uh, you, one gets the sense that a lot of white South Africans are simply here for as long as it takes to save up a plane ticket and get a visa and move to Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 the question is, why don't they see a future? What does a future look like, uh, mm. particularly? in the context of a country like ours um, you know so so it, it will be it, it will be interesting to then explore speak to the people that we have as guests to say but what does this mean and and what's driving these feelings of just not feeling like you've got agency and belonging in this country of your birth so today we're not going to be talking about uh, stats figures radical economic transformation um, but more about the feelings no, of course we are, because those those things drive the feeling. Mm-hmm. So so, but it will be interesting to see how uh, those particular stats and facts and figures influence and impact on the feelings of white people. I'll I'll tell you how I'm coming into the conversation. Yeah, I, let's go. Based on the conversation that we had, I, I I got the sense that a lot of white people are sitting in an echo chamber um, mm-hmm. of of just negative uh, views and negative feelings around uh, what it means to be white, and as a result, that 
there's a heightened sense of of victimhood or or even just of being marginalized uh, within the white community. Mm. Um, so that that's my view, uh, and and I, I do stand to be corrected. I stand to be challenged on it. But I think if you spread your wings a little bit more, you know, and get a, a wider perspective on things, you realize that uh, we are all in the same boat, and we're we're facing you know very similar issues. I, there, there there are very few issues that I personally think are uh, directly. Uh, or directly impact on the ability of white South Africans to really prosper in this country, and some will say BE and so on. But I think there are facts and figures that prove that even in spite of BE, white people have seemed to do very well. I think what fascinates me, uh, Raw, uh, coming into conversation like this is the lack of agency both black and white people have in South Africa at the moment. And I'm talking about a young group, right? The people that we associate with our age. Um, 25 to 35 something um and the idea of the country not belonging to them so white people complain that oh my gosh the there's nothing going on for me in this country black people say this country is still in the hands of white monopoly capital there is no agency in south africa yeah, so I think that that's exactly the question, and 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 to explore it from a, a white person's perspective, and say, do you feel that you have a future in this country? We heard this in Parliament the other day, and this probably sparked the conversation a little bit further. Have a listen to this. Lastly, honourable president, what do you have against white people in South Africa? Every time there's something wrong, you blame the white people of South Africa. You're using the white people of South Africa as a smokescreen to hide your own inabilities and incompetencies. That is what you are doing. You must say where you stand with the white people of South Africa. Are you then surprised, President, on the point of order? Eleven people murdered in this month alone on our farms. Did you say anything about that? It is a shame. I say it is a shame Honourable you member, stop your time has expired. using white people for your own inabilities. Raw, is that what's going on in this country at the moment? Point of order. <laughs> <laughs> on a point of order. Yeah, but uh, you see that I think... Um, uh, the honourable member there was reflecting a lot of the views um, that 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 white people have mm. uh, in this country, and I think there is a conversation to be had because when blame gets put on government, um, the 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 question then becomes: okay, if uh, if it's government, is it a black government or is it just a South African government that we all then fall victim to? So I think let's jump into at least some of the the facts and figures uh, to establish this conversation on the line joining us. From the airport, we've got Mr. Davi Root. He is the chief economist at the Efficient Group. Good morning, Davi. And good morning to you. Uh, Davi, we are obviously discussing um, whether white people have a future in South Africa. That is based on uh, a perception that seems to be to be gaining hold within some sectors of our society. Um, based on the numbers, uh, you've done some very interesting research. How are yeah. white people doing in relation to the other racial groupings in South Africa? Okay, well... Um I have to be very careful now because it's important to understand the background and how I've done the research and 
why I've done the research and what all these terminologies mean. So if you allow me just a few minutes just to give a quick background to just to put it in context, if you don't mind. Is that okay? Can I have a few minutes? Quickly, quickly, Davi. Okay. All right. Essentially what it comes down to is that all societies develop over time. If you look at the poor society, say in the middle of the Congo, as an example, a poor village there, you will find that there's a certain demographic composition in that specific society. If you look at a a, a village in Japan, as an example, you will find a different composition. And you get all sort of villages in between. Typically, the Japanese village will have a lot of old people. They will be relatively wealthy. They will be relatively well-educated, and there will be very few kids, as an example. And unemployment levels will be very low. That's typically what the village looks like in, in Japan, as an example. Now, I've had a look at South Africa's uh, racial composition, and I've done a lot of uh, research, and I looked at all trends and demographic changes and so on. And here's a quick summary on what we look like, the different races in South Africa. And maybe I just mm. have to make a comment about the race. And that is that I have done, uh, uh, I've, done, uh, I've, done a, I've analyzed my own genome and I can tell you I'm from mixed racial descent. In fact, I'm from the re- mixed species descent. Oh, geez. Making me not only, not only, not only a colored technically, but I'm also a hybrid, by the way. Wow. So just imagine trying to fill in all those forms. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even other. Half man, half other. machine. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm 3% Neanderthal, by the way. Okay, but anyway, so I've done some research on this, and here's the short summary on what, what things are look, what things look like in South Africa. Mm. Whites is a very tiny minority, and they're getting smaller. And whites will become totally irrelevant in a relatively short period of time. In the year 2060, based on current trends, whites will be around about 4%, less than 5% of the South African population. But whites are doing exceptionally well at the moment, although things are deteriorating. And things are deteriorating for whites because they are getting old. And they're getting old, their qualifications are really good, the unemployment levels are very, very low, but they simply do not have kids anymore. And they, they're getting old as a, as a population group. And, they, and because of that, their, um, their income is also gradually coming, coming under pressure. Blacks in South Africa are doing absolutely terribly. But they are improving quite nicely. And they're improving quite nicely because their dependents are getting fewer. They're getting fewer kids. They still don't have many old people, but their qualifications are getting better. And their unemployment levels over time is in a way coming down. But there's a lot that needs to be done on, on, on blacks. Um, the racial group that's doing absolutely amazing at the moment are the Indians. And, the, and all sort of wonderful things are happening to the Indians at the moment. They've got the, they are riding this, what we call the demographic wave. They have a lot of workers, relatively few kids, and a relatively few old people. Their qualifications are really doing a- excellent. Uh, and the income is going up, and the unemployment levels are going very, down, uh, very much down. In fact, if you look at the Indians as a group, um, the, the unemployment levels are actually lower than that of whites if you if you correct for, for qualification. So mm. I can't see how Indians should be part of, of BE as an example. Mm. So there's a short summary. In what, what, uh, now, if you ask me how much uh, taxes white, whites pay, I can give you sort of a guesstimate on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is responsible for personal income taxes, company taxes, and the like. And again, I can give you a bit of an estimate on that. But there's a short uh, intro on, oh, on my wow. racial uh, research. 
So we've got uh, Voter Vessels, uh, the spokesperson of uh, the Freedom Front Plus on the line as well, just to, to introduce him into the conversation. Okay, cool. So as we speak, I think to get all of the inputs in. So it sounds like, uh, you know, white people still seem to be doing uh, relatively well. So where do these feelings, do you think, stem from that uh, where, where white people feel that, you know what, we, we don't really have a future in this country? So is it is it an economic issue or is it more mm. of a social and political Future that that you think is being referred to? Well, I think without a doubt, there's a lot of political uh, noise around white people. We hear the president, we hear a lot of politicians saying all sort of things. Um, and, and so, without a doubt, there's a lot of political finger pointing towards whites. Mm-hmm. But if you if you really unpack the numbers, uh, without a doubt, the biggest enemy for whites, if you can put it that way, uh, is whites themselves. And it's because they don't have kids. <laughs> they need and, to pump. A, <laughs> White people need to pump. And, and, it's, it's, it, and you know what? The, the white, and it's not only a white phenomenon in South Africa. It is a global phenomenon. Um, there are many countries in the world. That I've just mentioned the Japanese as an example. And let me give you another practical example. They sell more adult nappies in Japan than baby nappies, as an example. <laughs> wow. and, and, they are, and there are many other countries in the world, many European countries, where populations are getting smaller. Uh, and what typically happens, and this is something else that came out of my research, when you find that a life expectancy reaches between 75 and about 80 years or so, roughly between 70 and 80, if the life expectancy goes up to as high as 70 to 80 years or so, there's a sudden collapse in, in population growth in that specific society. And that is usually a pointer of a society that's reached maturity, if I can use that word. Yeah. And the whites are pretty much there. The other racial groups are beyond. And, and I've also done some numbers on, on income, so I can give you an idea mm, on income. Mm, mm. And I've also done some numbers on what can be expected based on current trends. Now, whites, where whites are today, and how long will it take for blacks to get where whites are today? Mm. And let's assume it's, it, that that's where they want to be, so I'm making yes, a lot of assumptions yes, yes. here. But And I, I can tell you it will take at least two generations, and if you put that into years, it will be at least 40 to 50 years wow. for the black community. Um, because there are certain just things that you can't bypass. Yes. I mean, if you want to become uh, professionals, you need to have people with proper skills, mm-hmm. as an example. And mm-hmm. it takes time, and it takes a lot of time. So there's a bit of a summary on uh, Davi. the, the whites. Inter- Income-wise, whites are doing very well, but mm-hmm. things are going backwards now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Indians, like I've mentioned, they are doing absolutely brilliant. Davi, you said that whites are, are getting smaller. And, and then you mentioned that the primary reason is, is, is more of a... Um, a growth in, in, in the white population rather than, for example, immigration, um, and any other things. That, that, that feels counterintuitive within the current uh, political discourse of South Africa. Um, why is it then that if that is the fact that, that we have all these other factors that are elevated, uh, above what is actually the trend that you, you're getting an older population, uh, fewer productive members of the white population, yeah. and as a result, income is going down. Are, are, are politicians being mischievous? Uh, without a doubt. And without a doubt, South Africa's got a history as well. So I think everything comes together. And, and of course, it's an easy target quite often if to, to target a minority for something. And it happens not only in South Africa, it happens all over the world. So it's like the, the whites are a relatively easy target. They are very well up in terms of income. So, so the whites are mostly the guys, well, not anymore, by the way. 
but whites used to be the guys driving the, the fancy cars and staying in the grand houses and all that. So it was an obvious target and an easy target. So there's a lot of politics behind that. But if you impact, unpack the, the actual numbers, and if you do calculations like these different dependency ratios and so on, it's, it's the whites, it's their own fault mostly because they just don't have kids. It's as simple as that. They're getting older. Davi, um, thank you for unpacking all this stuff for us. It's, it's fascinatingly interesting. I'm interested in your, your personal, um, headspace at the moment. How do you feel, uh, when thinking about the country? Do you have kids, Davi, by any chance? Yes, yes. I've got four kids, uh, in, uh, my daughter just got married last year. Oh, congratulations. And she's doing, uh, and she, 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 she's doing a PhD in genetics, and that's the reason um, why I've analyzed my own genome. Ah, right? and, and it's amazingly interesting, and I can tell you all sort of really weird things about myself because I saw it in my genome. Well, well, let's, talk, let's talk about your headspace, Davi, um, yeah. which is really important, the emotional feelings. You've done all this research. You know all the facts. You've got kids, four of them, so you've obviously decided to, to buck the trends there as well. Um, Tell us a little bit about how you're feeling about the state of this country and more importantly, the state of your future being a white male. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've done some other numbers as well. You know, the difficult no, part. No, Darby. No, Darby. I don't want numbers. <laughs> I want emotion. No, no, no. Okay. Tell but me that, your yeah, emotion, then, Darby. You know, I'm, I'm going to give you the emotions. And, you know, all, we all think we are different. And, of course, we are all different. But in the end, we are not all different. We're all pretty much the same. And I can tell you where South Africa is heading. Um, and, and it's not a very pretty picture that I see at the moment. So I feel very uncomfortable being in South Africa at the moment. I know there's a lot of pressure uh, coming from all sorts of sides. Uh, I know I'm being blamed for all sorts of things because I am white. Um, and, and, I can't, and I also know that as a group, it's going to be more difficult for whites over time. Mm-hmm. But I am a South African. I've got a business here. We've got a, an amazing business. And, and this, is, this is where my roots are. And I'm going to stick around and I'm going to make a success of my business. But what I can do, I advise my clients to take their money out because I'm an asset manager. So I take, my, they take a lot of their money out because it's good investment advice. I can also tell you, if you look at the South African economy, it's not a pretty picture that's going to happen, what is happening at the moment. The, um, and I can compare you all the racial incomes in South Africa to other countries in the world. And South Africa is falling behind. We're still well ahead of Africa, as an example, but the, the rest of Africa is catching up very fast, and South Africa is things that in terms of income, we are falling, simply falling behind. In a matter of, say, 20 years on current trends, uh, we will not see immigration coming to Africa from the rest of Africa to Africa anymore for the simple reason because South Africa will become exactly the same as the rest of Africa. Our income will converge mm-hmm. with the rest of Africa, the, uh, the current trend. So there are still nice places to be. There are still wonderful business opportunities in South Africa to be, but if a young person tells me they're going to leave South Africa, especially if they're what, uh, because they want to go somewhere where they think they've got a better future, I can really, I can really understand that. So it makes sense to me based on all sort of numbers of things that's happening. But I'm a South African. Uh, there was a, a vicious attack on me and my family mm. not too long ago, mm. and, uh, and, uh, and 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 what I saw the South Africans, what South Africans can do, all South Africans, and they can stand together. Um, I realized I'm a South African, and and I think if I should just emigrate and go away, I would feel like I'm I'm leaving behind my people, and I mean all of them. Do you so want Do you want your kids? Do you want your kids to leave South Africa? 
Of course not. I want my kids to be with me. But what I would do want for my kids, and I refer to my daughter, and she's just absolutely amazing. I can tell you, she's, she's got she's got the most amazing skills and qualifications, and she will be able to find a job anywhere in the world. And perhaps that's the answer. If you you don't need to, you can stay in South Africa. It's important to be in South Africa. But we all have to realize that they're going through a, te- a technological revolution of sorts, and you have to make sure that you have very special skills, not necessarily qualifications, which is important as well. Mm-hmm. But you have to have good skills, and the world is becoming more virtual. So in a way, you can you can stay in South Africa and actually leave South Africa and find a place somewhere in the virtual world. So that is technology makes it possible to to still be a South African and still become and become a, a world citizen. Let's get uh, Voter in here. Voter, uh, w- welcome welcome to the conversation. Thanks, Rory. Uh, Voter, it sounds like what Davi is referring to. It certainly says... Who the, is the, Voter the picture, before you start going? Voter Vessels, we mentioned he's the spokesperson of the Freedom Front okay. Plus. Thank did, you, did I thank not? You. you did not mention this. You know, like. <laughs> Sorry about that, Voter. Um, <laughs> How many times uh, i got to tell you? Put, vote, the, put the oven on. I told you, put the oven <laughs> yeah. on. Voter, it sounds like the, the issues that Davi are, is referring to are, are issues that impact all young South Africans, as an example. It's not necessarily specific to white South Africans. Uh, uh, of course, your party has, has, uh, has made uh, comments and so on around the specific condition or the state that white people find themselves in as, as potential victims uh, in South Africa. Why, why do you feel that there is a specific dispensation that applies to white people when, when what we're hearing is that really all of these things affect all of us? No, exactly. It does affect all of us. And, uh, you know, you said that as well that we are all in the same boat. We are all in the same boat to that South Africa. And if it sinks, we all sink together. And that's the whole problem. If you, if you listen to politicians at the moment, and especially from the ruling party and from the EFF to, to a large extent, uh, all blame is shifted to white people. And if you go and look at, uh, at world history, when a government is in trouble, it starts with scapegoat politics. Go and look at Germany in the in the 1920s, 1930s, and uh, where the whole uh, uh, where everything started with with Jews was was also scapegoating, and uh, go and look at Rwanda and so forth, and that's what we are cautioning about. Um, if Zuma says all the problems is is because of Jan from Rebeck that came to South Africa, it's it's a problem. We we need to focus on the future. South Africa is a wonderful country and does have wonderful opportunities, but we are in trouble. We have a, a, a huge poverty uh, and socioeconomic challenges, and uh, we must focus on how to how to make this country better, how to grow our economy. And you, you know, if you go and look at what they are currently saying about radical economic transformation, the biggest problem with that is that the focus is on the role of the state in the economy. Now, go and look at examples in the world of failed states. It's especially where the where state gets involved in the economy, where there's a lack of property rights. Go and look at the difference between North Korea and South Korea and, uh, and compare those two and compare the economies. Go and look at, uh, at, at Egypt, where the elite controls um, everything, where the elite controls the economy and there's poverty. Now, if you go and look at South Africa, let's take the post office, for example. You know, the South African post office is state-owned. South African post office has a huge crisis. They, they lost about 2.1 billion rand on misspent funds in the previous financial year. Workers strike 
we all know about the post office strikes. In that whole circumstances, top management gave themselves a 26% salary increase. Mm. And that happens in all our parastatals. So what is happening here is not a black-white issue. Mm. It's a government and a, and the elite issue versus the, the, the impoverished so, people. So of, you, of you, you effectively then disagree with the statements that the likes of Afri Forum have made, um, that, uh, the, that, that white people are essentially being victimized in South Africa? Well, white people are victimized by someone like the president that's blaming white people for everything and all the inefficiencies. Is it to a larger, is it to a larger of, extent? Of, is it to a larger extent than, um, than, than how black people are victimized by having the same president? Well, everybody has the same president, but mm. the problem is that he is blaming. And if you go and look at, at political rallies, all the inefficiencies and incapabilities of government is blamed on apartheid and on the past. Mm. And absolutely, they play a role. But we are now in the present, and we should start focusing on the future. We cannot build a better South Africa if we blame all of us uh, white people for everything that's wrong. We, we can't grow the economy. And uh, at the end of the day, the, the plans that, that the, the president announced in his State of the Nation address is not going to grow the economy because the private sector and especially foreign investors does not have confidence. There is not a conducive environment for investors. Yeah. And we're losing job opportunities. But, uh, and that creates poverty. That's, that's the whole problem. Yeah, I just want to bring Davi in here because he's about to, 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 to log off. Um, so, so Davi, Voter speaks about, he, he emphasizes this point that we're all in the same boat. But uh, is, the, is a large part of the problem and why we have uh, the blaming, uh, the fact that while we're all in the same boat, a minority of us have lifeboats. In fact, they've got life yachts in comparison to everybody else. Is that, so there's the, there are economics that underpin uh, the perception. Is, is, is that where the issue is? I just, I just have to tell you that I couldn't hear voters, so I don't okay. know everything is said. Yes. So I think what, you, what you're referring to is that whites are financially in a better position than other racial groups, therefore they can make more decisions. Is that yeah. the point you're making? Yeah. So, so, so well, essentially, the argument that we're in the same boat, while true, is, is, is only half true because very few of us actually have lifeboats. So, so, yeah. And that is, why we, that is why there are special dispensations for different groups. Um, well, without a doubt, whites are financially better off than the other racial groups. Uh, that is changing quite fast at the moment. And uh, remember, it doesn't mean that all whites are wealthy people. There are only a relatively small number of whites that are wealthy people. Mm. Uh, we know the budget, for example, mentioned that, that, that 100,000 people in South Africa earn more than one and a half million rand per year. And that is not much money. We know that this is, a, this is yeah. really not that much, really, if you compare it internationally. I've also compared uh, the different racial groups to, to, to similar racial groups and other places in the world and the South African whites on average now there's a lot of you know there's a lot of things that I actually have to add to this but let me just make the, the, the broad comment is that whites in South Africa more or less the same off as whites say for example in Canada or in, uh, in uh, New Zealand and Australia and so on more or less the same there are some caveats there but, but and if you look at the other racial groups Indians in South Africa are dramatically better off than Indians in India as an example mm-hmm. and whites in South Africa I did make, make the mention of rather blacks in South Africa that they, the income is coming compared to the rest of Africa still much higher mm-hmm. but it is falling compared to the rest of Africa without it also whites are in a better position but that is not only it's not a racial thing um, it is it's, um, it's wealthy people internationally can do more things 
That's how it is. They are they can they can hop on a plane and they can do certain things. But you can you also usually find that wealthy people are usually people with certain kind of skills. Um, and and they, it's not only easier for them. It's not only a matter of money. It's also the the capability of creating more money or earning more money mm-hmm. because of the certain skills levels that that they have. But 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 that's only part of the picture. The, the rest also is important. Uh, the, the the ratio, the, the, the demographics and things that I've referred to earlier. Uh, Davi, I know we have to let you go. So yeah. if you had to answer the question in one word, uh, do white South Africans have a future in South Africa? You say you're going to stay, but you're going to take all your money out. Why in the world not are you staying? <laughs> I'm not going to take all my money out. That's always good advice to make sure you exit in different uh, Diversify. Well, yeah. I think in the end, yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's, there's, there's a lot of noise. But I think in the end, like in most cases, whatever happens to you as an individual is really up to you. And it's up to the group or up to the family. So without a doubt, anybody that really is determined to make a success or wherever he is can do that and it doesn't matter where he's going to stay. South Africa is actually quite a nice place to make a huge success of whatever he wants to do. Is that in spite of the likes of BEE and affirmative action? Yeah, you can get it. That is, this is something that's going to be temporary. Hmm. And, and anyway, that is something, it's, it's unnatural to enforce people in all these those social engineering projects because that is essentially what it is. Hmm. And like a part, this will come to an end as well. Thank you very much, Davi, for, for joining us. Have a safe trip. We look forward to having you in studio sometime. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. All right, so we got Vota Vessel still on the line. Uh, Vota, you, you heard what Davi had to say. I'm very interested in your, your personal feelings. You, you speak a good political rhetoric. You always have. Um, but I want to hear from the heart a little bit. Talk to me, if you can, without the political rhetoric. How are you feeling as, as just, as just voter, you know, how are you feeling in South Africa at the moment? Do you feel attacked? Do you feel like you're not welcome? Do you feel like your opinion is not taken seriously? Give me some feelings around that. Well, it's difficult to say because, because I'm in a different position than, than most other white, uh, in their thirties, um, and males, um, because I sit in, in, uh, you know, in assemblies, um, in, in legislatures where, where, um, I'm attacked as, as a white person and where I hear that rhetoric. So, um, not, not all white people hear that and, uh, not all white people feel, feel that attacked as, as I sometimes do. I was attacked yesterday by the, uh, Premier of the Free State in his reply on the, uh, on the uh, state of the province address, um, and and specifically referred to uh, and and a lot of things were, were said that we were we are murderers and so forth and so forth. So uh, it's it's difficult to distinguish between the person and the politician. <laughs> but uh, let me say this: I will not leave South Africa. I am a South African. I'm an African, um, but I'm an Afrikaner as well. Um, I can't choose my my skin color. Um, I can't change the past. I had no decision to make about the past. Um, my family was not one that, that really benefited from apartheid. Yes, there is a sense of benef- beneficiation, but uh, to, a, to a large extent, my, my father grew up as, as a very poor man. Um, his father was a, was, a, was a train driver and, uh, and uh, worked on, started working on the railways and so forth. My dad had to leave school in Standard 8. Um, he had to do three, four jobs as a waiter at a roadhouse and, and so forth and had worked at the crushers um, to, to look after his, his uh, siblings. Um, and those type of things are my reality. Um, but the, the, the fact of the matter is I won't leave South Africa. 
I am worried about the future of South Africa, not only for white people in South Africa, but for everybody in South Africa, because I see that this plane is going down. If, uh, if I hear that the political rhetoric um, of politicians, if I hear um, the sense that that's, um, the, the, the emphasis on the state creating employment, the state being, being, uh, you know, being fundamental in economic development, which it cannot do. And uh, if, if I see that we lose more than 700 billion rand in, in corruption, if I, if I see uh, the fact that nine out of 10 children that goes to grade one um, and starts grade one has no future because they cannot, uh, they don't have access to higher education and they don't even finish matric, um, that, that is the, the realities of South Africa. So I am worried about the future. If we stop with the blaming, if we stop with, with that type of rhetoric, we can all work together to make South Africa better. We must emphasize the fact that the private sector creates jobs. The private sector can create, uh, can, 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 can uh, you know, if, if, if the emphasis is on a conducive environment, things can go better. But if the emphasis is only on, only on blame shifting, if the emphasis is on redistribution, all that we are going to do is make the same cake. We are going to divide in more slices and everybody is going to stay poor Voter, and poorer. Can I and, interrupt and that's, you? That's, that's the fact. If you go and look at Venezuela with an inflation of 475%, they cannot even afford to buy an egg, um, uh, toilet paper. That's the realities Voter. of a country like Venezuela. And we are in in the same direction, yes. Um, just to interrupt you there, I, I know that you you can probably speak a good game for hours because you've been trained so hard at this because you're good at what you do as a politician. But it's interesting Thank that you, there, there was one moment where you said, uh, you know, we can't keep blaming. And I think that that's, that's true, that we can't keep blaming. But on the other side of that coin, surely there's, an, there's the idea of accountability, and we as South Africans can't keep blaming and need to take accountability. Now, I know your first point of reference will be Zuma needs to take accountability for his poor presidency, leadership and governance. And yes, I think every South African can agree on that. So let's not even go there. I think we know that Zuma is a very poor president. I think he's a poor leader and I think he is a corrupt person. So that's my personal opinion. I'm sure you share some of those views. Let's not go there. But what about the accountability? Like, Moving on is an easy statement to say for a lot of people, specifically of white nature, myself included. You know, I can go, yeah, let's move on. I mean, stuff it. Let's move on. Let's build a better economy. Let's build a bigger economy because that'll help people get out of the shit that they're in, right? And I totally get that. But what about the accountability of the past? And what about, you know, you, you, you told us your, um, your family history. And I appreciate that many South African stories do share that kind of history where it wasn't as easy as some people say and as politicians paint. But that doesn't mean to say that we weren't part of a system that did actually benefit uh, a small minority, right? And again, that's not your fault. Voter, you, you're in your th your early 30s. Um, you've still got all your hair. You're not even graying yet. So, you know, you, you're a young guy born into a, a democratic country. How does a white South African, in your view, take accountability for the past while moving forward, but moving forward in a way that makes one feel empathetic to all parties involved in South Africa? That was a long question. <laughs> You're also very good at what you do. Um, the fact of the matter is that uh, 
where does it stop? That, that's the big question. Yes, we, we have to take accountability, but we, we have had 22 years, uh, 23 years almost of, of democracy. And, and somewhere a lot of opportunities were lost. And, and once again, we, we, we can't now only reflect on, on the past of that as well. We have to start moving, moving forward. Um, what, what must I do to take accountability? Must I give away everything that I have? Um, because, uh, I, I, as you said, I'm in my early 30s. I'm, I'm in the legislative sector, so I earn the same as, as, as my black counterparts. Um, they earn, uh, in most cases, more than I do. But uh, a fact of the matter is, what must I do? Must I give away? Um, will, that, will that satisfy accountability? Or should we start saying, let's, let's leave the past. Let's, let's take hands black and white, let's really stop only paying lip service to, to the Freedom Charter of the ANC that says South Africa belongs to all, we live in a black and white, to the Constitution and the preamble. Um, let's, let's really start uh, making it concrete and moving forward. Affirmative action is there and there's a reason for it. But obviously somewhere it must end. It can't, it can't continue but, for free under four years. How, because how? the fact of the matter is let's, let's learn from history. Let's go and look at apartheid. Why was apartheid there? And what did the Afrikaner do in, in the early 19, 1910s after the Anglo-Boer War? They also blamed. They also blame shifted. They also, for all the inadequacies and poverty in the you know, Afrikaner side in the 1950s in the Depression, they blamed the British for everything. And let me tell you, it wasn't the British fault. They would have been poor Afrikaners regardless of, of, of the British influence. And exactly the same. You I'm, always have in a society I'm just poor interested, people and, and rich people. And, uh, and the fact is you, you can't go on for 300 years and say we must take accountability yes, for Voter, what happened but in the I'm past. interested to hear, and I, I'm, I'm hearing from your voice that now we're starting to get into the emotional space because you're, you're starting to feel a little bit more. You're getting passionate, which is good. But I'm interested to hear, you know, that question, what must I do? Don't you think it's such an easy thing to, to ask? What must I do? Because so many people ask it. You know, white people ask, what must I do? I'm sick and tired of, and sorry, that's not an Afrikaans accent. That's an, a jock English accent. What must I do? I'm, I'm sick and tired of, you know, like all these black people telling me that I must do things and blah, 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 blah. But like, have you actually done anything? I'm interested to hear you now as an individual, right? You've, you've joined politics. So, Clearly, you've, you've decided to give your life to servitude in some way or form for, um, for a specific uh, portion of South Africa. What, you know, what have you done and what can you suggest to other white people to do? Because it's, it's all very well, everyone going, what must I do? I mean, you're a leader, voter. You're a leader. You're a leader in your young 30s. Now, now you've done something. Tell other people what they must do. And what they must do mustn't complain. What must they do? What have you done, voter? Well, that's exactly my point. My point is that we should contribute to South Africa in, in a concrete way. And if we leave the blame shifting, we can all con uh, concretely contribute to making South Africa better. And in, in my work, I do a lot of work for, for people. I help people with problems. And I do that regardless of race at the end of the day. And I try to make South Africa better. When I sit in a committee, I give my, my, my opinion and I, I try to make legislation better, policies better, and so forth. 
before economic growth to make South Africa good forward at the end of the day, and that's my contribution. Everybody in a different sector has their contribution that they make. But the fact of the matter is we cannot go on apologizing for, for everything at the end of the day that we didn't actually have an, an, a decision about or, or any, any, uh, anything, uh, any influence on. Um, that won't take us forward. Take land, for example. Some people will say white people must give their land away now. Um, that will make South Africa better. But let's go and look at the facts. Who owns the most land in South Africa? White people? No. The government owns the most land. State owns the most land. From, from land claims, 90% of, of land claims land from, from, from 1998 is in the government's hands. What is happening with that land? Who's the biggest employer in South Africa? Government. And the fact of the matter is, there is the emphasis. Land won't give wealth. A lot of people did get land from, from land reform projects, and they are worse off than they were before yeah. they got that land. And, and that's the problem. Let's, let's look at the value chain. Let's, let's look at, at, uh, at really growing the economy. There's yeah. opportunities. I need to cut you off, Voter, because uh, there are a number of questions that we want to ask. So your point is well made, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I just want us to make, to make sure that um, by the end of this conversation, uh, people who are in doubt have a, has a, have a greater sense of perspective on the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, are you familiar with the presentation to the South African Human Rights Commission that uh, the deputy CEO of AFRI Forum Ernst Roots uh, uh, made about farmers. Uh, anti-white, sure anti-white, anti-white racism in South Africa, uh, where where he basically spells out what he feels is something that is uh, not uh, taken account of, which is uh, a sense that uh, white people are suffering, uh, let's call it a reverse form of uh, racism of, or apartheid, so to speak. Um, mm. Now, is that what's your view on that in light of this thing of do we have a future? Do you feel that white South Africans are suffering? Because the key thing is, yes, you are speaking about macroeconomic issues, you're speaking about macro social issues, those things affect black and white um, in, in the same sense. Uh, so I'm trying to figure out, is there a special, uh, a special pain reserved for white people in South Africa? From what you're saying, you're saying, no, we're all in the same boat. We're all, uh, we, we all face these conditions. So actually, whatever the future for black people is in South Africa, it's the same future for white people in South Africa. I'm not getting that sense. And, and, and do you agree that that's, that's your, that's your view? Well, what I'm saying is we are all in the same boat, but the fact of the matter is if the referee continues to say that white people have and black people do not have, and they, they, to, get, uh, to eradicate black poverty, they must be taken from white people and they don't have opportunities and they can't go to university and they can't go uh, get job opportunities and so forth and that is given to black people only then we are in, uh, creating new inequalities and uh, that is uh, that is not the sol- uh, uh, solution to the problem mm-hmm. because all we're doing is we we're keeping the cake the, the same size and that is the macroeconomic issues so you're saying if things issue. remain the way we, they are uh, white people uh, white people's chances in south africa are don't look good 
That's that's the figures Darby also gave you. And if you go and look at, uh, you know, but he said it's because white people don't pump. He said it's because white people don't pump. He didn't say it was because uh, he didn't say it was because of policy. No, it's what Darby said. Uh, Voter, am I lying? Is that not what Darby said? Well, that's the interpretation thereof. Uh, <laughs> I don't on. think he used that word, but but thank you therefore. But did for he that. not say that that, the, the, that we're not we're not reproducing at the same rate and so on? That's what he said, right? Well, it's it's a number game. It's it's it is mathematics at the end of the day. But the the fact of the matter is that a lot of of uh, of white people, white young people, people born after 1994 now try to enter the, the, the formal employment sector and they can't get jobs. Mm. Um, I know of, of a lot of, uh, for instance, qualified pilots that went through the whole training process of, of uh, a play, you know, uh, said they are very, very good. They can't get employment. Um, let's take veterinary sciences. I think I've used that example on your, on your program in the past, where um, there's only a certain number of spots at the University of, of Pretoria for veterinary science, and that's the only institution that, that actually uh, does offer that. And uh, each year the intake gets less, not more, because there must be a certain number of black students enrolled. So if there isn't, that spaces aren't filled with white people that did apply. It's now just not filled. So we get less and less veterinary scientists, and we have a crisis. That's why we have pony worms and all kinds of things in, in South Africa and, and all kinds of pests, because we don't have enough veterinarians, especially in the state. But we don't, we don't, uh, we don't take those white people that want to study that. No, 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 because they must be a black person, and blacks aren't interested in studying that always. Uh, you have more uh, black people saying, and young black people saying they want to go and study medicine of human beings, not medicine of, of animals. But now, because of that racial emphasis and quota, we get less veterinarians. And that is where Afriforum is, is correct when they, when they say that. And the fact of the matter is, if we continue on this road, um, you are going to create a completely in, in, uh, inequality, but at the end of the day, black people are also going to suffer. Vote and what up. I always say is, the fact is, you, you create the emphasis on race. Thus, if, if Rory is employed somewhere, I'm going to say he's only employed because he's black, not because he's competent. And that's also unfair towards him, and it's unfair towards black people. We are, we are again in the apartheid type of system, and that is what we must fight, all of us, that we are equal and that we go on to merit and not on to racial um, stereotypes and racial uh, uh, targets that are used and quotas that are used. Voter, what did you study at Varsity? I tried to study medicine, but I dropped out because I couldn't afford to, to complete. I had to start a business and uh, I, I, I dropped out uh, after four years, yeah. Okay. Because I had to pay for my, for my own studies, yeah. There's an interesting counter-argument to what you're saying, um, and it's based on absolutely nothing but a feeling. I'm the feelings guy, as you can see. Rory's the guy with the numbers, the logic, and the intelligence. I'm just about feelings. There's an interesting counter-argument, which is to say, because veterinary science only accepts the two white people and has to accept the eight uh, people of color, that the two white people are then exceptional, because they have to be, Right. They have to have outshone not only the other eight places, but the other eight white people who also wanted to apply, correct? Complete your arguments. I'm not sure where you're going with that. Yeah. <laughs> good. I uh, see you don't want to fall into new traps. You're a good politician. There's no trap here. I'm correct. just I'm just simply stating that 
isn't there an argument to be made that because there's less uh, supply and one could argue the same amount of demand, that actually what's happening is that the white people that are getting into positions are the best of the best and therefore shining even better than they would have. And therefore we're getting this kind of white at the moment in your 30s, white excellence because the ones that are making it have to work harder, have to push harder, have to be more entrepreneurial, have to spend more hours in the day, and therefore are becoming brilliant and the, and uh, are, are creating this kind of exceptional white uh, uh, workforce. I don't know. It's it's. Uh, I, I hear your argument, but the fact of the matter is, why must that emphasis be on race so so much? And uh, and I understand the inequalities of the past, but then there must be some cut off point somewhere. We we can't continue with that for for three hundred years, because somewhere it's, uh, the tables are going to shift. And the the same uh, the the National Party had exactly the same logic uh, during apartheid, and uh, you, you had complete chaos later with uh, Bruderbond uh, controlling everything and uh, p- people being limited and all those type of things. And uh, your complete morale is 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 down the drain then, and that is what's what's currently happening in South Africa and is going to continue to happen in the next 20 years that uh, you know yes you have a small uh, group of of elite now but uh, the fact is a lot of white people are leaving south africa as you've also said because they don't get job opportunities here let's let's take engineers south african government is spending billions of rands now that they could have spent on on socioeconomic circumstances of our people but they now spend on importing cuban engineers because there's a lack of engineers in municipalities in South Africa. The, the, the statistics are, are frightening if you go and look at how many formerly employed engineers there are actually in municipalities in South Africa. And the fact is now they're bringing in Cuban engineers. They can't even practice uh, engineering in South Africa because they're not accredited here. But they bring them in because we have a lack of engineers. There are unemployed white and colored engineers that, that because of affirmative action are not employed. How many and, are there? Uh, why is that? How many are there? How many are? How many white unemployed engineers are there? Well, I can't give you an exact figure, but there's quite a lot. Uh, we I've get a lot of CVs from, 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 uh, from people, especially colored uh, engineers that, that are unemployed. They just completed their studies. They are not employed just because of their, of their skin color. And that's, that's, the, that's the, the heartache. Are colored, they, are they colored, are colored people not classified as black according to, to the affirmative action uh, legislation and so on? It depends on, on, on in, in which field. Um, with, uh, they, they are still not employed above uh, a black African. So, but but, but um, it's not. not but that, those in, are not. In, in certain, but then that's not a policy issues, issue, yeah. right? Because uh, they are classified as black. Not completely. Mm-hmm. Not completely. No. And and you have you have a lot of them. I, I have CVs here on my desk of of of, of coloured engineers that are not finding employment in the free state. And uh, here we have the the the, the largest influx of Cuban engineers why do you employ Cuban engineers just because you, you don't want to employ a white engineer and a, and a, and a colored engineer but, but, uh, and that's, that assumes, that's the reality of affirmative action. That assumes that you've got a 100% absorption of black engineers and that there are no black engineers because the, the Cuban engineers when they come in here they take jobs not just from white engineers they take jobs from black engineers as well right so so uh, and, and I they doubt do. I doubt that we have a 100% absorption of black engineers too wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? 
Well, a lot of black engineers were rather going to private sector. A lot of black engineers are leaving South Africa as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are, there is a lack of black engineers as well uh, that we know. Um, they, there is, uh, so there so what, what we effectively too, have especially, is... Especially in, 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 in that, uh, remember there's different engineering uh, uh, fields. fields. Yes, and yes. especially mechanical engineering and civil engineering, there's, there's a lack of. Um, especially black engineers. There's a lot of black chemical engineers and electrical engineers, but not uh, civil and mechanical engineers. So I'm and still not hearing, a, voter, a I'm still not hearing where the specific uh, the specific application to white people applies, because you are saying that there is a lack of jobs and it is felt across the racial uh, divide. I, I am hearing you saying that white engineers are leaving, um, but it sounds like you know if you speak about Cubans engineers. All, all, everyone loses a job, and and we don't have a hundred percent labor absorption uh, in the black sector as well. So these things are again emphasizing what what seems to be just a common trend. There aren't any jobs, uh, and that's an economic issue. It's a legitimate economic issue, but it certainly doesn't sound like it is. There are no jobs for white South Africans. So certainly, they're having to compete uh, a lot harder because now you've got uh, you've got more black engineers being trained and so on. But it doesn't sound like there is victimization. Am I am I not understanding? Well, let's 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 take one example of uh, South African Airways. If you apply to to South African Airways, um, you have to do it online. If you fill in your your first question is um, your your racial classification. If you fill in white, you are thrown out of the system and you can't continue. Um, you don't even get to the to the uh, credentials and experience and so forth. Mm. Um, that is absolutely uh, then then uh, is uh, a marginalisation yeah. and, you said, and a victimisation and you against said white that people. We, you said that that is necessary, <laughs> but there must be a cut off, right? There must be a cut off, but there must also merit must come into it. You know, the the initial um, thinking of affirmative action was when two people apply for a job, a black and a white person, and they have exactly the same qualification and exactly the same experience, the, the black person will be favored. But that is not what's currently happening. Positions aren't filled if there isn't a black applicant. And yeah. that's the problem. Look at the vacancy rate in government. Mm. Vacancy rates in a lot of departments are, are at uh, 40 to, to 50 percent of, of, of crucial posts because of that fact, because it cannot be filled, because there's, 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 uh, there's no black applica- applications yeah. um, and, and someone that, that are qualified to do that. But and I, that's the problem. We, we, we and have that only, is affecting, you see, the, yeah. but, but let me just say that... We, we, the, we the, can the only fit in one more question, Yes. We're running out of time, and I just need to ask you this question. So somebody looks at uh, the transformation, the progress as far as transformation in corporate South Africa, looks that we're not making much of a – things aren't changing, and it seems like we still have the top levels of white of, of corporate South Africa that are just, uh, you know, very white. And one, argue, one then says, well, white people still have it good. Here they are. They still occupy the, the highest uh, – the commanding heights of corporate South Africa, even after 20 years, and we're not – transformation. How do you answer that? Well, fact of the matter is, if you go and look at, uh, really go and look at the economy, 30% of the economy is controlled by state-owned enterprises. That is almost 100% um, black directors um, across the board and black CEOs across the board. Um, fact is, white people are very good in entrepreneurship. 
they they've from a young age it's it's in white people's blood to be entrepreneurs and that's something that must be enhanced in south africa across all races to become entrepreneurs to not fall into the employment of of government and stay in government because government is 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 currently the largest employer in south africa and cannot sustain that compensation of employee um bull at the moment but that's the problem yes white people there's there's a small majority a small minority of the minority that is wealthy that does control the jse to a certain extent and uh, and it does control some of the shares if you really go and look at the specifics it's, it's not really as simple as that type of propaganda to say 90 percent it's 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 uh, it's it's not really that simple Voted. but the fact is there is white people that that is wealthy but there's also poor white people there's rich black people and there's also a lot of poor black people we must stop with the racial classification start making south africa better and start focusing on the future of south africa we are all in this boat if this boat sinks we all sink together make south africa great again <laughs> Voter, thank you so much for your time we appreciate it we'd love to have you in studio you when you're in gauteng again please uh, do let us know we'd love to chat to you more face to face that's Voter vessels he's part of uh, the freedom front plus he is their young leader he's like he's a spokesperson he's a spokesperson Youth leader. I like how he said how white people are entrepreneurs in their blood, huh? Hey? It's in your blood. It's in our blood. Yes. So why are we not doing well? <laughs> why am I not doing well if it's in my blood, Rory? <laughs> what's you're my not excuse? pumping. <laughs> <laughs> you see what's happening here? This pumping thing. You love that, don't you? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. It's cliffcentral.com. You can go to forward slash frankly speaking if you missed any of the conversation. Are white people welcome in South Africa? What's your do answer? Do they have Rory? a future in South Africa? I say yes, they do. do uh, they you, are living. It. Yeah, we living are living the future. The future. We are living yes. the future. We are worried about the future, but we are living the future right now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Have yourself a great day. Ciao, Vito.